I've been kind of isolated most of the pandemic. We didn't really go out even to the grocery store or anything. So uh, it's kind of weird being your people again. And I was pleasantly surprised that it didn't feel like you were being smushed in with people all the time. That was nice. And I said the best thing was getting on a roller coaster after being stuck inside for like 12 months. GCL Duo fans, just a quick announcement up front here before the episode. As we like to do when we get a new Patreon subscriber, I wanted to welcome Jeffrey Federson to our Patreon crew. Thanks, Jeffrey, for supporting us on the show. Jeffrey joins us at the Remy Dinner level, the highest level experience and benefits you can get for supporting our show. So just a big thanks to Jeffrey for his generous contributions to help us make the show possible. If you are interested in becoming a Patreon and want to hear your name up front on the show, then please, please, please head over to Patreon com search for dcl duo and be sure to check out our different patreon support tiers that help us defray the cost of putting out this podcast each and every week so head over check it out if you'd like to be a patreon and for now thanks jeffrey for your support and on to our show welcome back everyone to the dcl duo podcast this week, I am uh, talking with a new listener, Sarah, who lives in the San Francisco area of California about Disneyland. And I am solo today because Brian is a little bit under the weather. So welcome, Sarah. Hey, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for agreeing to come on. As a California resident, you are able to do something that the rest of us around the country and the other 49 states are not yet able to do, and that is go to Disneyland for the reopening. So before we start talking about today's topic, I want to ask you, Sarah, if you can give our listeners a little bit of information on your Disney background and experience. Sure. So my very first Disney experience was when I was 21 years old which was, I had to look it up. It was in 1992. Um, I was the first time I went to a Disney park. I went to fairly newly opened Disneyland Paris or Euro Disney, Mm -hmm. as it was called then. That was my first visit. Um, I went with my current husband. He was my boyfriend then. We had a great time. I remember going constantly on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. There was nobody there. The park wasn't doing well, but we had a fabulous time. But I didn't go again to another park until my son was 18 months old in 2008. We went to the Disneyland Park and we had a terrible time. (laughs) We went there and the park was full. We were, it was July. We arrived about 11 in the morning and the park was heaving. Like you couldn't, you couldn't go on any ride. I think we managed to get on the train and the Mark Twain. And the, and the Winnie the Pooh ride. And we met Winnie the Pooh because my son was obsessed with Winnie the Pooh. But that's all we did all day. And my husband complained. It was a terrible time. But after that, I did my research <laughs> and I learned how to do Disneyland. And at that point, we would go probably two or three times a year when my when he was young. And then I had, when he was two, I had twins. So then I had three little ones. So me and my mom used to go two or three times a year in the downtimes when it was fairly empty. And I would stay for like at least a week. We'd just do like the short, like a few day, few hours a day because the kids were so young. We had a great time. And over the years, I said, I just take the kids, I started taking the kids on my own. We got all got annual passes. Um, we'd go 
pretty regularly. And then over the last probably five years, I've had annual pass. I didn't get the kids annual passes. And I would like rotate who I would take. And I would try and go roughly once a month. But I, it would really be more than once a month, like over the summer months. And then sometimes it would be harder to get away once they were in school and things. So my, my aim has always been to go at least once a month and I, I did do it 2019 I think I did it like we went we were a lot in 2019 <laughs> before the pandemic right before the pandemic hit. and how old are your kids now they are 12 12 and 14 yeah perfect age for for Disneyland now and then I've, I've also been to Walt Disney World I think five times for visits which is super fun my heart's at Disneyland but I, I like all the extra stuff at Disney World. And then we've been on five Disney cruises so far. And that's only recent. That's the last couple of years before the pandemic. We started doing Disney cruises and we've I've been on all four ships. Nice. And now you're hooked, right? I'm hooked. Yeah. I have three cruises booked that have been rescheduled many times. So there's three cruises booked once they cruise again. So my first, my next one is October 1st. Are you, you booked on a, a Baja in October out of San Diego? Yeah, we booked on like when it, it and it's one of the Halloween, Halloween's my favorite time for, for like Disney stuff that we wanted the Halloween on the high seas, which my very first cruise was a Halloween on the high seas um, down to that was the, the quick one down to Ensenada. This is the seven, seven night one. Oh, wow. A seven night one. They don't do a lot of those. Yeah, we've done I, I, we've done a couple seven nights. We did a seven night. The last cruise we did was the 2019 Thanksgiving on the Fantasy, which is super fun. It's nice, and it's my 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 birthday's that week too. So I got to have my birthday on Castaway Key. Oh, that's the best! Yeah, that's amazing. I I meant the Baja cruises. I mean, of course, they do this a lot of seven nights out on the Fantasy out of Fort Canaveral, but the Baja ones are most of them are like four or five nights. So that's that's awesome that you've got a seven night booked. Well, if it happens, you'll have to come back and talk to us about it for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'll cross my fingers for you. I'm really sick of rescheduling. I know. I hear you. I hear you. We all are. So I'm so I'm so excited to talk to you about Disneyland Resort reopening. And so let's dive into the topic. And I want to start with, as I said at the beginning of the show, this is something right now, and we're, we're recording on May 8th, and Disneyland reopened just a little over a week ago. I think it's a week and a half now. And it's only open currently to California residents. And I'm crossing my fingers that they reopen soon, uh, maybe by June, to non-California residents so that we can we can go as well. But I want to start by talking with Sarah about the reservation system and how do you get tickets. So what's the process for getting tickets or getting reservations to go to the parks? Okay, so the, the first thing you want to do is look, there's a... I just, every time I Google Disneyland and reservations, it comes up with the right page on the Disneyland website. And you, you click on there and it tells you all the openings they currently have. So they, they run 60 days out. So every day, a day, 60 days in ahead opens up, if you know what I mean. So you check on there if they have your reservations. It'll tell you if they have reservations for California Adventure or if they have reservations for Disneyland. And there's also different windows. I think if you have a park hopper or not a park hopper. So you kind of click on those, see, see if they have the dates you want open and it does change because as people give up reservations you'll suddenly see like Disneyland is open that day and then someone will book it so it's kind of it's a little bit fluid but you want to make sure they have the date and then you can book the tickets yeah and are are the dates difficult to get yeah they are if it's in the near future and then if if for example when the um, Avengers lines opened on June the 4th that's pretty booked up and I think every Saturday's booked until like in two months <laughs> like it, you want to really be looking to be if you're going in like 60 days 
you best be booking 60 days in advance as they come out if you want the dates you want. Yeah, it sounds like especially if you want a weekend date. If you want a weekend date, yes. I mean, it's much easier in the week, but a weekend date, they go. I, I, I think when I looked yesterday, you could still get like the 4th of July week. I don't know. Whatever the question Saturday is in two months time. That was still open, but that will be, that will be the first one to, to fill up. Gotcha. Now, does it appear that Disneyland Park is more difficult to get than California Adventure? Not necessarily. Um, it was initially Disneyland, but like with the Avengers area opening, California Adventure was actually for the period, like the week after that, that was more popular. And then it's kind of evened out a little bit. But a lot of people want to see like the new like Spider-Man ride and all that stuff opening. So yeah, that's really that was actually really smart of Disneyland to have that open a little over a month after the park reopens because it does seem like Disneyland Park generally is more popular than California Adventure, but this will definitely even out the crowds. Yeah, definitely even out. And I think my tip would be if if you're not really trying to see the save money would be to get the park hopper because then at one o'clock, the way the park hopper works now is at one o'clock, you're allowed to park hop. So if you can only get tickets for your trip for like California Adventure, you know each day at one o'clock. You can then go to Disneyland assuming there's space. I haven't heard any reports of people not being able to park up. They, they keep telling you, <laughs> you you won't be able to go if there's no space, but it seems that there, there generally is space. And then the other thing they've changed is the rise of the resistance. So um, the way that works has changed a little bit. Prior to the pandemic, you have to get inside the park at the very start of the morning and like frantically do your phone to try and get a boarding group. The way it works now is you can now, from the comfort of your hotel, at 7 o'clock in the morning, if you have a Disneyland reservation, you can make a reservation, a boarding group booking from your hotel. Oh, nice. But you have to have a reservation for Disneyland Park for that day. But you have to have a reservation with Disney Park, yeah. And then in addition to that, at I think it's 1 o'clock. It's either 12 or 1. So later in the day, you can you have another chance to get a boarding group. So if you have a Disneyland reservation or if you have a California Adventure Park Hopper reservation, you have a second chance at a boarding group at 12. Oh, nice. Nice. So everyone, and you can only get one. So if you've already been on it that morning, you can't get another, another boarding pass. It means everyone gets a chance who's going to be in the park to get one. But I do know that they're out within like 30 seconds. Right, right. You have to be right on at seven or right on at noon, right? But yeah, when when I when I was there on the opening day, I did get one. I was on straight from my hotel. It was it was much nicer than having to get into the park. So that's brand new how that's working. So do you remember what the prices are? Are they? I mean, I know right now it's just a one day park ticket that you are buying, right? It's not a multi day park ticket. Oh, no, that you, you can, can still get the multi. I mean. For the reopening, I actually used my tickets from last year. So I, I had two-day tickets. But you can buy both from Disneyland. You can buy their like three-day, four-day park hoppers or one-day per park. They have all the same offerings they normally have. I think the only thing you can't get right now is annual pass. So they have, and you can even like third-party sites like Undercover Tourist. And I've had, I haven't used them, but my friends have used them. And the, the AAA, I think, do discounts. You can use all those tickets too. They, they brought them out for this year. But the important thing is before you buy your tickets, you need to check the reservation calendar to make sure that when you want to go, the tickets and the reservation are entirely unrelated. It's just that you have to have tickets to book the reservation. Right. So they'll let you buy a three-day park ticket and then you might only get a two-day two days of reservation. So you better exactly. check first. And that's yeah. your problem. Like, they don't care. It's up to you to make sure you can get the reservations that you want. And you still have to use them within, is it like 13 days or whatever the 
the small print is on the ticket. They still have to be used in that time. The only time when that doesn't entirely apply is if you had tickets weren't used because of the pandemic. So they, they push those all forward. But if you can't buy a current ticket, you still have to use it within the time period stated on the ticket. So for this trip, it sounds like you went to opening day. Yeah. And the next day, is that right? That's right. Yeah. So I, I, I had a one park per day. I had tickets left over from I was going to take my kids last summer <laughs> for 2020. I had a ticket left over. So it was a one pot per day. So I, I picked Disneyland for my first day. That was the Friday it opened. And I picked California Adventure for the Saturday. And so who who all went on this trip? The whole family or just you and the kids? Which is me. Just you. <laughs> but oh it, my what goodness. Was, what was super nice is I had some friends that decided after I decided to go to also be there. So I had some friends to like hang out and have some meals with. But it was a solo trip. Oh my God. I love that. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I actually... So my husband and I, right before the pandemic hit, we went to Disneyland, just the two of us for a long weekend. And then, and it was literally that weekend that the first cases in Washington state were reported. (laughs) It was kind of crazy. So it was, it was great. I love adults only trips and I have never taken a solo trip. Actually, I have once done a solo day at Disneyland Paris, again, back when it was Euro Disney, but I have never done one in the United States. So that's awesome. But where, where did you stay? Because I was just going on my own. I wasn't worried about my kids, like how far away it was. So I say this time, the first time I ever at La Quinta like by Wyndham, which is on, I think it's on Clementine. It's like behind gar- Garden Walk, like opposite Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a, a walk. And so it's probably, like you said, uh, makes sense if you're doing a solo trip, maybe not somewhere you'd want to stay with the kids because it's a little bit of a schlep to get to the parks from over there. That's right. Yeah, we normally would stay like at the Desert Inn or the Anaheim Hotel. Those are kind of my two go-tos normally. So let's talk about the entry into the parks. And let's. I want to talk about both your Disneyland day and your California Adventure day. Where do you enter into the parks? Is it the, the normal front entrance? And do you have to go through security at downtown Disney? So how does that walk us through the process of getting into Disney property, I guess? Sure. So yes, there is like the security either end of downtown Disney still. I was on the harbor side. I walked in at like 9.15. The park was opening at 9, and but they let the, the open the gates at 8. There is something to be said for going a little bit after it opens. Not too late, because you kind of, you almost like walk, you walk straight in basically. So for me, I walked out, they do a temperature check first as you go in, remind you you need to wear a mask. Then you go through regular security. I don't think there's anything particularly changed about that. It's just, just a temperature check that's different, I guess. I know on the harbor side, if you're earlier, they have this whole queue thing going. Like You can see them all the way as far as the Anaheim Hotel. I don't think it's not like you stand and wait, but I can see there's, there's, they have a long route where the queue can go. I, I didn't experience that just because I turned up late enough, but still just after open. <laughs> I just walked straight in. Basically for me, because the capacity is low, I walked through, they let everybody in already. I just walked up, literally there's one person in front of me, showed my ticket. You don't have to worry about the reservation. If you have a reservation, when they scan your ticket, they know it has a reservation. You just scan your ticket like normal. So it sounds like entry is just really similar to pre-pandemic, except you're, you've got the temperature check and they make sure you're wearing your mask. Yes. And they're very, they're very like, if, if you let your mask drop below your nose, someone's going to tell you very quickly. They're, they're very... On top of things, it's good. That's that's great. Okay, so you get into each park. What does what mask enforcement look like? I mean, are people 
generally being compliant or non-compliant, I guess. What did you see amongst the the crowds? I think um, I've heard I heard a couple of times where they asked people to like pull it above their nose. Most everyone was compliant. I, I actually visited the parks for like a touch of Disney a few weeks before. And I remember there, there was a lady in the Star Wars, Star Wars shop in downtown Disney, take her mask off for a photo and they like freaked out. <laughs> You can see all those cast members like right and say, You can't do that. So um I haven't I haven't like noticed anyone in the parks like because you still can't at Disneyland take your mask off for photos. Like I, I heard you could do that at Walt Disney World. So uh, right now I ha- I didn't see anyone like try and break the rules. It just seemed like they were on top of it. I think as soon as anyone tried to do anything, it was like, all right, you can't do that. Yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, I know in your, as you mentioned, at Disney, Walt Disney World right now, you can take off your mask momentarily to take a picture. I believe it's if you're outdoors. I don't think you I still th- think you can't do it indoors. But, you know, when they reopened, that wasn't allowed and they only recently allowed that. So it sounds like California's following suit. Similarly, not surprising. California has been much stricter on enforcement than Florida. So that's good to hear. What were the crowds like? It was it was pretty quiet. I mean, most of the time the rides were most of the rides were like 10 15, 20 minute queues like on the app. Okay, there were a few rides that would get a little bit longer, like the Haunted Mansion, that would be longer because I think they can only have five parties at a time in the elevator. So I think that just makes it kind of slow. So I saw that get up up to like an hour. I'm trying to think which other ones. I think in Disneyland, that was the main one. I mean, sometimes the Pirates, the Caribbean rides, like the, the line would get longer and I don't know if you remember how like on busy days they used to have the outdoor line going like through New Orleans so they're kind of using that one primarily to kind of keep people socially distant so that would kind of make the New Orleans area feel like a little crowded just because there was all these people like lining up outside as right now the park's closing at seven I think until mid-May I think is a couple I think a couple more a week or so it's going to go up to nine but right now it's seven and at seven o'clock as the park closes everyone like is like sat down on main street because they don't want to leave <laughs> they, they're like we want parades and fireworks <laughs> i know it's like, so it kind of feels a little crowded then at that point i hear the shops like as the park closes now the shops like they stay open a little bit later i hear the shops feel kind of crowded at that point i haven't been in them and then i definitely when california on the saturday when the california adventure closed and i kind of looked to go into downtown disney that was crazy there was so many people like everyone everyone stays in the park till seven and everyone leaves both parks at seven so that's kind of a lot of people there was like queues for like the shops it just seemed a lot of people and i was like no i'll I'll go the other way Do you know what time downtown Disney is open until now? Because I thought it was it was like eight or nine back when a touch of Disney first opened. Yeah, it's now I think it's 10 now. Okay, that makes sense. So people want to get their fix of, you know, their full fix of Disney. So they're going to stay around for another couple of hours. Yeah, yeah that so it's, it's, it's not a great idea to plan to do your shopping then. <laughs> good, good point. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Unless it's the only time you've got. I mean, you can do it. They have social distance queuing and it didn't look like dangerous. It just seems to be lots of people and lots of queues. So talking about the rides and the the lines, I'm going to make an educated guess because I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't really read anything about the reopening, but I'm going to make an educated guess that we have no max pass reservation system right now. Is that right? That is correct. There's no max, max pass reservation system. There are some people that have fast passes through other means, but not through like MaxPass. 
So in oh, general, most people don't have fast passes. I know Disneyland does still gives like fast passes out to like VIPs and different groups of people. I didn't have any, but I do know people <laughs> that had fast passes. So I know they still exist, but they're not easy to get. I wonder, I wonder how, do they even have fast pass queues set up then in some of the rides? Or is it just if you're with like a plaid or something? No, I know there's people that have, still have fast passes like scanned in. So there's people that scan, so it's like say the Haunted Mansion, you go to the beginning. There's people that will scan. There's not many people that will scan things, but there are still people there, but it's not like fully set up as a regular fast pass kind of thing. So how are the lines set up? Like, are, do they have dots on the ground for the, for the rides or how do, how does that work? Yeah, there's dots set out to kind of remind you. So I know, um, like rides like Guardians of the Galaxy or Radiator Springs, like the whole of, you can imagine like their whole line, there's dots the whole way. So, and you just kind of move from dot to dot. So I imagine that they're actually using, even though the capacity is quite a bit lower, you know, the number of people are quite a bit lower. They're probably using most of their lines because they're trying to socially distant people. Is that right? Yes. That's correct. Yeah. So, so yeah, like when you, when you come to either, any of those rides, it may be a 20 minute wait, but yeah, there's people in the whole queue. How do the, the rides, you know, what are the COVID protocols that you saw on when you were riding rides? All right. So um, the Gardens Galaxy, so the, the pre kind of show thing in the office, you just, they don't have that. You just walk straight through. So they don't have all the people like jammed in together. You kind of walk straight through and then they are limiting the parties on a ride. So it seemed to me for the Gardens Galaxy, they had four parties like per elevator. I don't, I, I didn't look closely. They, they have like stickers on the ground, like for each party on top of their normal kind of line things. So I know I, when I got on, I was on my own. So I had the whole front row, like the whole, the side of the front row, I guess, like from the, the like door, when you get on to the end, I had like all those seats. And then I think the row behind me was empty. And then there was someone like in the far row. So it was like four groups of people, I guess. So it was awesome. I could put my arms up and hit nobody. <laughs> That's actually perfect because Guardians of the Galaxy, for to visualize for people, there's three rows and the, there's an aisle down the middle. So if you left the middle row empty, you could put a party in the front left and the front right and the back left and the back right, and they'd be distanced enough. Yeah. So that, that, that was what they were doing. And then for the Radiator Springs, the ride was was entirely like normal. They had, and then they had the queue with had the things all the way through that you followed. But when I got on, I was the only I was on my own, so I had the whole car to myself. Oh, cool! <laughs> yeah, so so you get a whole six person car. <laughs> I got an awesome picture of me like in the car with my arms out, like nobody else in the car. So, <laughs> I was, so, cool. so that was really well socially. Um, for Indiana Jones, what they've done is they have like plexiglass on the middle row. So that you can have, you can see one party in the front and one party in the back. And then there's plexiglass in between. What about Pirates of the Caribbean? How's that one set up? That one, I think they just, they put two parties per boat, I think, when I got on it. Yeah. So there was me and there was like somebody a few rows. I was like in the front. Someone else is like in the back. Sounds like some good solutions. I'm sure it'll be harder as park capacity increases. Do you know, do you know what they're do? what the park capacity is? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, if you've read anything online about what the reopening capacity, you know, currently is. Yeah, there, there's lots of different things. I mean, it has to be under 25%. That was their agreement with the state of California. I've heard people say it was 25% and I've heard people say it was 15%, somewhere in that range. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah, so well, great. I do, I do highly recommend the park at this 
capacity. Yeah. I mean, Disneyland Resort is one of those places where if you do it right and you plan it out, even in normal times, as long as it's not like Christmas or some, you know, really high volume time, you you can get on not every ride, but you can get on a lot of rides in a single day. I feel like much, much more so than you can at, at Walt Disney World. Yeah, you, you could definitely hit like almost every ride, like almost every ride in a, in a day. Yeah. And I can only imagine now <laughs> you can probably hit every ride in a day because the capacity is so low. If you're at state, like, presuming you stay at one park, right? Like you spend one whole day yeah. at Disneyland oh, Resort. My, my <laughs> even it was good. Like even like rides like Pizza Pan would like normally that was a crazy way. And that, that way it would be like 20 minutes, half an hour tops. And you're crazy. Yeah. My, my, my main regret is I didn't really do the Fantasyland rides this time. Because I, re- I really want to, ch- I want to try the um, the new Sno- the Snow White like, updates. I didn't get to see that. I'm going next weekend. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit that first. <laughs> nice. So the next thing, kind of topic, I wanted to hit is food. What is going on with restaurants and quick service and food ordering and where you can eat? Can you give us a, a little bit of an overview of, of what's going on at Disneyland Resort for, for food? What are the food options available? Sure. Yeah. So um, currently there's only four table service restaurants offering like reservations. That'd be Cafe Arlene's, Riverbell in Disneyland, and then Lamplight Lounge and Carthay Circle, like La- lounge area at California Adventure. So those reservations, they all were, went out on the 22nd. They all like booked up. <laughs> so you can still like get, you can still get them, but it's kind of hard right now. It's hard. Yeah. Now, are you if you go to a sit down restaurant, are you allowed to eat indoors or is it still only outdoor dining? You see, I kept hearing it was outdoor dining, but when we went to Riverbell, it was inside. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I can say from personal experience, they do have some eating inside. So it was very, very based out. Like it was wonderful. In in California in general, I mean, you're in the San Francisco area. Do you guys have indoor dining available to you? We do, yeah. 25% capacity, I think, yeah. And uh, we're in the same level as Orange County. I, I kept hearing that they weren't doing any indoor dining yet, but we were indoors. So, But it was very spaced out. I was a little freaked out initially, but it was, it was fine. There was hardly anyone inside, so it was not a problem. And it was lovely because it was a hot day. It was in the 90s. So it was, it was nice to be in air-conditioned space. You can, for all those restaurants, you can get on a waiting list as you enter the park if you don't have a reservation. And apart from that, I think most of the restaurants are doing the mobile ordering. There are a few places you can like wait for food, but mostly it's just the mobile ordering, which is it's nice if you're organized, decide kind of what you want and ordering in advance. And then, you know, they don't make it until you press the button when you're nearby and tell them to get it ready. So I would just like think in in like an hour, I might want to like have like some of the, I, I love the Bengal like barbecue like skewers, <laughs> something like that. So I'll just order it and then I'll just kind of aim roughly in that time and they have big windows it's super easy and then another time i got some beignets from like the, say, the mint julep place so yeah that was the best way to do it but i did i had reservations i was meeting my friends so so if you're gonna do the food or the mobile ordering your recommendation would be about try and plan about an hour in advance of when you're gonna get hungry because otherwise you're gonna wait an hour or so right yeah especially like for lunch or something i, I would always order yeah be thoughtful of what you want to do in about an hour. Don't suddenly decide you want to eat now because that's going to get more difficult to find. You're going to just be eating a churro. <laughs> 
which is okay for lunch, right? I mean, who doesn't yeah. love and a churro? And we still have like the little like kiosk places with like chimichangas and hot dogs that you don't need to mobile order for those. So you can go kind of around snacking and doing that kind of things. Now, where where can you eat physically, right? Like, you know, we talked to somebody about a month ago about a touch of Disney and it sounded like they had some tables set up in California Adventure like they kind of do for food and wine. Is that what's still going on with park reopening or and, and do they have more areas for that? Yeah, they have. They have very, because I also went to the Touch, Touch Disney and yeah, very similar to that. There are lots of areas. They say designating like dining area or something like that, little signs, both in California Adventure and in Disneyland. So like Disneyland, if you think of like the area past like Soren as you walk up, there's like little tables and chairs like up there. And then on the other side of like Grizzly River, there were like tables and chairs and stuff all set up around there. There's also extra areas. And then like on the area where you would like watch World of Color, with like tables and chairs there and both and both sorry, both parks has tables and chairs extra areas and especially because the lower capacity they don't have to have as big a walkways so they can add lots of tables and chairs so there's lots of areas i think the rule is you have to be you have to be stopped to eat you can't like walk and eat like to take your mask off to eat so you just have to find somewhere you can sit down or stand away from people preferably in a designated dining area but i i found you could you can eat something like anywhere where you weren't like in a crowd and you could stop there wasn't anyone like complaining i even found like theoretically you're not really supposed to like be drinking in the lines but i found as long like if you could have a quick sip of a bottle i think the best is if you have like a straw like one of the straw water bottles because it's important to keep hydrated like if you're waiting for like 45 minutes for a ride you kind of need to stay hydrated Oh yeah, ninety degree California heat, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I find that was fine. They didn't seem to mind as long as you were like not egregiously like wiping off your mask. And- right, right. You're kind of t- li- just lifting it up to take a sip, or sticking your straw under to take a sip. That that that's that that's. Kind I didn't of okay. see that they had any issues with that at all. So yeah. the most the most important question that I have about food and drinks is is Starbucks open? <laughs> I, it is it is i didn't actually go into starbucks at a time but the people i would i met i know they, they were i met them outside starbucks and oh, nice. california adventure they were drinking starbucks from inside the park so that's my favorite starbucks uh actually the one in california yeah, that's, adventure. it's a good one yeah i like sitting at one of those tables right outside and you can see often the streetmosphere performers which is a perfect segue to my next topic which is i'll start first with streetmosphere performers but are there streetmosphere performers like five and dime or any of the other performers either i know they've mostly been in in california adventure but did you see any of them in california adventure or disneyland i did not see any street performers i don't think they have anything like that back i did see a lot of characters though ah perfect so that's a great segue what characters did you see and where are the characters and sort of what are the circumstances because i know we know in disney world they've been doing those cavalcades are they doing that in disneyland or what does it look like no cavalcades yet. I'm hopeful. I really hope they add the cavalcades, but yeah, no, nothing like that yet. I'm, I'm kind of, I, I normally take like a plate or something and obsessively go around collecting signatures from all the characters. I'm a kind of, I'm a character stalker. Do you do that on the cruises too? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have like, I, I get the anchors, like wooden anchors for this. Anyway, so I love characters. So I did spend, especially in California Adventure on the second day, I did spend a good few hours just searching for characters for fun, um, like in between rides. And that's kind of my focus. So for, right, for Disneyland, they have on the steps, either side, like either side of like, the parts of the Caribbean. On those steps, there is 
Captain Jack Sparrow or like Captain Red. They, they kind of come out at times, so you can look out for them there. In the New Orleans and the balconies, they have like Tiana. Oh, awesome. So we, I saw Tiana there. For, for your classic characters, on the back of the train station, so like looking towards the castle behind the train station in Main Street, they, they have all the main characters there that you can like socially distance, like wave at and take photos. Um, there was like, there wasn't really any line for that one. It was more, there was, but there was cast members. I think if there was enough people there, they would start a line. Then if you went, if you like facing Main Street, like on the right hand side, you know, where the parades come out and there's like a door to go like behind the scenes. There's often characters there and that there were still characters there. So I saw Cruella de Vil there and I can't remember what, a few couple of other characters at different times when I went past there. Now, can can you walk up to the characters or are they kind of behind some kind They're of barrier? They're behind something. So you can't like go hug them, but you can interact with them. So like Cruella de Vil, you could like have, have the normal like to and fro that she will do. You could still do that. And she'll talk about the puppies. And there was like dogs nearby. And she was like talking about her new dogs and her new coats and, you know, like she, how, how she normally is. It was very similar to normal. You just can't get super close. You can just do a selfie from a distance, but... You can still talk talk to them, okay. So that was Disneyland. I think I'm trying to think is there. I I didn't. I, I I believe there's also like stormtroopers and and like Galaxy's Edge. But when I went there, I wasn't lucky enough to see any characters. But I believe there's other characters like down there. And I know Winnie the Pooh and people are all available somewhere. But California Adventure, I spent a lot longer stalking characters in California Adventure. And they're like in the main area where the um the fountain is. They have either side. There's like a little stage area. And they, they uh, throughout the day they change out which characters that are there. So I saw all the normal characters. So they'd have like Mickey and Minnie together, and then they'd often have like two of like the big characters together, like that have Daisy and Donald and Pluto, and like ever like they would switch that up. Um, and then other times I saw Anna and Elsa were there. And a couple of times I saw um, Snow White was there. Um, I saw Os- Oswald was there at one point. Like all, like all different characters. Obviously, like down by the Monsters Ride and everything, they had the Marvel characters. I saw like Black Panther and Thor. And then a good place to spot characters is on, on the path between like Soren, like going past Grizzly River, where they have all those trees and stuff. Um, that's where Chip and Dale are often there, like dressed up in their little like scout uniforms. Yeah, I was going to ask, is, is Redwood Creek Trail area, is that area open? It's being worked on right now. Are they re- Are they like redoing it? I don't know what they're doing, but it has a big board saying they're working on it. Because it was during uh, A Touch of Disney. It wasn't open, but that's where a lot of characters were, like right behind the gates there. That, there's now a big, big kind of thing saying, like a boarding up saying they're doing some work. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. My, my son is, my son is seven. And so we really like that area. It's a good place to kind of take a little wiggle break for the younger kids. And so uh, it's a place we, we almost always hit up for, you know, just a little, a little rest from the rides and the craziness. So yeah, I don't know. At some point that will reopen, but that was close. And then as you come past, um, you can like pass the bathrooms towards the Little Mermaid ride. There's like the Zootopia characters where they. Oh yeah, that's where they usually there. are. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the, they they switch out the, the Zootopia characters there. What about Pixar characters? I didn't have any luck. I did intentionally go past the areas. There is like the stage area that they normally have where like Buzz and people, but I didn't see anyone come out. So it uh, doesn't mean they're not there. But <laughs> I kept going past there. 
Yeah, I don't think they really tell you now. Like they used to tell you when characters were going to be out, but now they don't want everyone going to the same place at the same time. Right. It's the exact same reason why they don't have parades and and fireworks. They don't want people congregating. Right. Um, oh, and they had um, by the Incredicoaster. If you like, look from the Incredicoaster towards the Lamplight Lounge. I saw at one point Mr. Incredible, and then I saw like Mrs. Incredible like later in the day. So that was kind of cool. Um, what else? Then there is above Carthy Circle. There is like a balcony and you you see like unusual characters pop out there sometimes. And then I've also seen Pluto, but I've seen some different characters pop out there. Um, so that's always good. Look up when you go past Carthy Circle. Yeah, <laughs> that's so a many good people tip. would look up <laughs> and see what's going on out there. Um, and then there was also, there is, as you um, walk down like the, the main, like big path, like past um, Cars Land and everything, there's like a balcony. And like, it was the same at Touch of Disney where there's like Goofy and Max kind of alternating going fishing there with like a, a rubber chicken it's kind of fun, <laughs> fun to watch there are a lot of visual comedy going on and then of course in cars land you can see mater and all those guys they kind of parked around and i think i know during touch of disney i imagine they still do they still they did something like as um like at dusk they had like one of the cars come out and do something so oh fun like a little like a mini car show thing yeah kind of like a mini kind of show but Cool. Cool. Tell us, are there any, are there any shows? It sounds like there's this thing at dusk for Cars Land, but are there any other kinds of shows or performances going on? Not really. No, no, they haven't brought any of those kind of people back yet. So. Yeah. And that's, that's a bummer because there are so many amazing Disney performers. I know they've just started, you know, reopening some of those things in Florida and I'm sure that's coming in California, but I'm guessing it's going to take a lot longer before that comes back. To yeah. California. I think, well, Disney World's been open for a long time now, like for the, after, after their pandemic closure, I think Disneyland might like kind of track the same kind of path, especially because like California in general is a lot, a lot more cautious. That's the word. So I think, they, they wouldn't be allowed to do a lot of that stuff in the agreements, I think, with the state. So so what else is closed, I guess, that you can remember or not happening, I should say? So I know for, for rides, um, Disneyland, the, the Astro Blasters is closed. Matterhorn is closed. Uh, most of the sit-down restaurants, apart from the ones I mentioned, are currently closed. Although uh, like Plaza Inn is open, but is like a quick service. Like all the shows are closed, like I mentioned. There's not that much, really, there's not that much closed. Like some of the restaurants and a few rides and, and the shows. Most most of what you'd expect is there. What what over in California Adventure, if any, what, what if any rides are closed? The Grizzly River is closed, but I think it opens like this weekend. Because when we were there for Touch Disney, it was like, um, it was like drained. But when we went, when I went last weekend, it was being tested. So, and then I, I Googled it. I read somewhere, I think it was this weekend, they're hoping to reopen. So that'll be awesome to have the Grizzly River back. I'm excited to go on that again. Um, some of the ones on the, the pier, I don't know if the swings were open, like things like that. There's like a couple of rides there. I'm not sure if they were open. So really, and most of it is open. I can't even think in California Adventure of anything that wasn't open. So yeah, most mostly, and most of the rides are open. I, I think they've done a pretty good job of trying to mitigate all the requirements for for like COVID and got like most stuff open. So yeah, it's really just the shows and the parades and the fireworks and then a few restaurants just because they don't have the capacity to support all the restaurants being open right now. I guess what surprised you most about this trip and your visit to either Disneyland or, or California Adventure? Just how like, as I, I'd hoped, but I, it, it wasn't that crowded. 
I still was concerned. Like I was, I hoped it was going to feel nice and nice and empty. And it really did. Most of the time you didn't feel like you were too close to other people. I've been kind of isolated most of the pandemic. We didn't really go out even to the grocery store or anything. So uh, it's kind of weird being near people again. And I was pleasantly surprised that it didn't feel like you were being smushed in with people all the time. That was nice. And I said the best thing was getting on a roller coaster after being stuck inside for like 12 months. <laughs> I know. I hear you. I can't wait. You know, it's been, gosh, it's been a year and two months now for us. And I just, I can't wait to get back. And we're hoping to get back to, to Disneyland in June. Not right when the, not right when Avengers Campus opens, because we know that that might be a little bit crazy. And we also don't know for sure if, you know, if it'll be open to non-residents. So we're hoping, and we, we've actually made reservations for a little later in the month in June, right after our son finishes school. I have, I guess, two questions. One is, would you recommend going to Disneyland right now for someone who's never been to Disneyland before? It's sort of question one, a question one. And question two would be, would you recommend going to Disneyland right now for someone who has been to Disneyland before or is sort of a regular Disneyland lover? I would definitely, I think there is enough stuff to do that I would recommend in either case to go unless the only thing you love is shows and fireworks. (laughs) Yeah. If you're somebody who doesn't do rides, right. And you only go really for the shows and the fireworks, you'll probably be pretty disappointed. Right. Yeah. So as as long as you enjoy rides or even, I know people that go, they're just like people watching and just like having a bit, enjoying the food. And you just have to know that there's no fireworks, no, no shows. One day, they're going to extend it to nine o'clock in the next few weeks. So that'll be so nice. Because seven o'clock is really early. Like you leave the park and it's not even dark. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird <laughs> at this time, this time of year, especially. Yeah. Actually, one interesting thing I read as well is at certain days, there are people that sign for the characters. Oh, cool. In the parks. So you can look that up. So if there's anyone who's like hard of hearing and needs to communicate with the characters, they have set up certain days at each park. I saw that on the website and I thought that was really cool. So I I forget which days it is because it wasn't like relevant to me, but I thought that was awesome because that's an important thing for kids to be able to talk to the characters and it's even harder right now. (laughs) So there's people signing to help the communication. That's amazing. You know, I've seen some of those sign language interpreters at some shows at Disneyland and Disney World, and of course, seen them, I'm sure, as you, I'm sure, have on the cruise line and at the shows. And they are just incredible. Like I, they're the way that just the interpreters sort of emote with their signing and it's, they're fantastic to watch. So that's a really cool, really cool thing to hear about. But yeah, I find that the cast members that were all just so happy to be back and they were so happy to like bring in the magic back again. So it's still a magical place. Oh, yay. That makes me so excited. I'm so happy to hear all of that. So this brings us to the the end part of our show. And this is actually my favorite part of the show every week because I get to ask you rapid fire questions. So the first question is, Sarah, what is your Disney or Pixar favorite movie? Probably Night Before Christmas. Ooh, nice. Favorite Disney or Pixar character? Jack Skellington. Nice. <laughs> you really do love Halloween, don't you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Your favorite Disney song? Probably This is Halloween. <laughs> this is Halloween. I knew you were going to say that. Now, this, this next question is a controversial one, which is Disneyland versus Disney World. Oh, Disneyland. 
Always. <laughs> Always. All right. Your favorite park. And so when I mean park, I don't mean Disneyland versus Disney World. I mean Magic Kingdom versus Disneyland Park versus California Adventure or Epcot or Hollywood Studios. It doesn't have to be at Disneyland Resort. It could be at any of the parks that you've been to. It could even be in Paris. Oh, that's, that's very hard. I mean, it's close. Definitely Disneyland. But Animal Kingdom, I love too. Yeah, that's a great one too. I'll give Animal Kingdom a mention, but Disneyland. Nice. And what is your favorite land? Again, can be in any park. I love Galaxy's Edge. I'm a big Star Wars fan. I haven't mentioned Star Wars at all, but I'm a big Star Wars fan. (laughs) Nice, nice. (laughs) And there's no, my favorite thing is watching the fireworks normally from Galaxy's Edge. Oh, that's probably a great, yeah, that's a great view. Okay, so the next question is your favorite classic ride or attraction. And then my next question is going to be your favorite modern ride or attraction. And I'll say classic and modern can be however you define them. All right. Haunted Mansion and probably Rise of the Resistance. Nice. Yeah. I, I. It's really hard to beat Rise of the Resistance. One really quick thing. So Rise of the Resistance, when I just went for opening day, I somehow ended up being the only person on the ride. And being stuck in a cell with all the stormtroopers and Kylo Ren on my <laughs> own was, was an experience. <laughs> but, but so this is a really, uh, this can also be a really controversial question, this next one, but what is your favorite Disney snack? Right now, beignets, Mickey beignets. Ooh, that's a good one. I do love me some beignets and the Mickey beignets are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Favorite souvenir? I, w- I would say the Minnie Mouse ears. I have mil- I have them all around my my room here, like as, as a border on top of my wall. I, I have my husband the wall back added up how much they all cost. <laughs> that's, that's a very bad idea. I have a lot of mini- I collect a lot of mini ears. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> And then a favorite moment from this trip? Probably the Rise of the Resistance when I was like the only person. It was cool. Like when I got off the ride and the cast members greeted me, it's like, did everyone get killed? <laughs> the, only person, like, the cast members on that ride like get into the ride so much. Well, Sarah, it has been amazing chatting with you about the reopening of Disneyland Resort. I know you're headed back there next weekend. I'm super jealous. I definitely will want to chat with you another time and, and hear hear about your experiences on Disney cruises, as I know you're an avid cruiser as well. But thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show this evening. Yeah, you know what? You're you're very welcome. It was uh, nice to share with everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing from Sarah this week about her experience at Disneyland's reopening. I know Sam and I can't wait to make it back down to what we consider to be our home park away from the cruise line. We love visiting Disneyland. We actually have plans to be down there and we're just crossing our fingers that the park will be accepting out-of-state guests at that point in time. So really hoping to make it back down to Disneyland soon. If we make it down there, we will definitely be talking about it on the show so you can hear about our experience. But thank you to Sarah for coming on and sharing hers this evening. It was fantastic to hear. With that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. We're so excited with all the five-star reviews we have to be able to read over the coming weeks. So this one comes from DCL Cruiser 27, who writes, great podcast. Even with the ships not sailing, they still managed to put out a great weekly episodes. So yes, it has been difficult to have folks on and uh, to put out a podcast week to week with the ships not sailing, but hope is on the horizon, my friends. And so we appreciate the great feedback and we're going to keep producing this podcast as the ship 
ship starts sailing again. And we look forward to hearing new cruising stories from everyone as the Wish comes on board and new Disney sailings are announced. We just cannot wait to start talking about them. We're hoping to have some UK cruisers on here in the near future to talk about those UK staycations that are happening over there. So with that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star written reviews. They are really helpful in making our podcast more visible to people who might be looking for content like ours. As evidenced by all the great reviews you've left, we are now in the top four Disney Cruise Line podcasts over there if you search for Disney Cruising. So if you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo vlog and podcast group on Facebook if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans fans and cruisers like yourself. I've also started a DCL Duo Patreon that I mentioned up at the top of the show. So please be sure to head over to patreon.com, search for DCL Duo and help us support the production of this podcast each and every week. You can also head over to our DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content. Just head over to youtube.com slash DCL Duo. And starting Monday, May 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, you can watch our bonus episode recordings live on YouTube. So you don't have to wait for us to push those out through the podcast channel, although we will be pushing the audio out through that channel. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney Cruise or a Disney Vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.